Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to Jesus was standing one day by the lake of Gennesaret, with the crowd pressing round him, listening to the word of God, when he caught sight of two boats close to the bank. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, it was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and pay out your nets for a catch. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But if you say so, I will pay out the nets. And when they had done this, they netted such a huge number of fish that their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their companions in the other boats to come and help them. When these came, they filled the two boats to sinking point. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus, saying, Leave me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were completely overcome by the catch they had made. So also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were Simon's partners. But Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on it is men you will catch. Then bringing their boats back to land, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. In the first reading today, we heard about a vision. The vision that the prophet Isaiah had in the temple at Jerusalem. He saw the Lord seated on a high throne and his train filling the sanctuary. Do you remember the royal wedding? Do you remember Meghan Markle's dress for the royal wedding? And she had that long train. It was 16 foot long. 16 foot and it reached right down the central aisle. Her train was filling the chapel almost. Well here God's train fills the whole sanctuary. And that's what Isaiah sees in this vision. What does that symbolize, this train filling the whole sanctuary? Well, for the Jews, the sanctuary of God, the temple, was like a miniature representation of the whole world. When he saw the train of God filling the whole sanctuary, it was a symbol of the way that God's glory fills the whole earth. And that's what the angels say in the first reading. 
His glory fills the whole earth. We can sometimes have those moments, a bit like the prophet Isaiah does having his first reading, those moments where we catch a glimpse of the glory of God, where we suddenly realize, it's like we can see all of a sudden how beautiful God is, how powerful God is, how glorious God is. Think back. I hope you've had moments like that in your life. Maybe it's a moment of prayer in a beautiful church. Maybe the music was very powerful. Or maybe there was a moment of silence and you suddenly realize God is powerful. God is present. He's here. It's almost like you could see him. Or maybe it was when you were up a mountain and you were looking at the glory of nature, the beauty of God's creation. You said, yes, God is truly present and his glory fills the whole earth. Because that's what we have to remember. His glory is present throughout the whole earth. Not only in churches, not only when we're praying. His glory is constantly present everywhere. The problem is that we forget about it. We don't always see it, and we don't always acknowledge it. But at times, like the prophet Isaiah, the curtain can be drawn back for us, and we can suddenly realize, yes, God exists. God is powerful. God is glorious. St. Peter, in the Gospel today, had had another similar experience of how God was truly present and God was close and God was powerful. He had one of those moments where the curtain is kind of drawn back briefly. But for him, it didn't happen when he was praying. It didn't happen when he was contemplating the beauty of nature either. It happened when he was working. He had been fishing all night with his companions. They had caught nothing. And then, when Jesus told them to cast their nets for a catch, they had this incredible, miraculous catch of fish. So many fish that their nets were breaking. And St. Peter, in that moment, suddenly realized that God was present in Jesus. That God was present in his boat, in his workplace. That God was powerful. That's something that we forget, I think, especially maybe in our workplaces. It's so easy to forget that God is present even in our workplace, even when we're going around the most boring tasks, doing things that we know well, that we do every day. God is still present. And we have to try and acknowledge his presence. St. Teresa of Avila, the great Spanish Carmelite, well, her sisters were all very fervent. They loved to pray in the chapel. But she reminded them, God is not only present in the chapel. God moves, she said, among the pots and pans, among the washing up 
God's there too. Because his glory fills the whole earth. And it's very beautiful for us. When we're in our places of work, or when we're going about our usual business in the home, doing the dishes, to take a little moment to remember God is present. To pray a little prayer. Doesn't mean stop what you're doing and pray a rosary, but it means to just take a moment to say, Lord, I believe that you are present. I believe that your glory fills the whole earth. Lord, I want to see your glory. That's a very pleasing prayer to God, and it's a beautiful way of of working for God. Everything that we do, all the good things that we do, even the things that we do, you know, just at work, with filing papers or sweeping up, however humble, we can do it for God. And that's a good way of making it for God, by praying that little prayer, saying, Lord, I want to see your glory. And when life does seem a little bit boring and a little bit ordinary, we long to have one of those moments when the, when the curtain can be drawn back and we can see the glory of God. Like I say, maybe you've had them before in your life. I hope you have. But let's pray that you have one soon, that the Lord can reveal himself to you again, reveal his glory, his beauty, so to fill your heart with with joy at seeing him. But one of the things that those moments can have as well, one of the fruits of those moments where we suddenly, it's almost like we can see God, is that we can also become more aware of our sinfulness. That's actually how Isaiah reacted in the first reading when he had this vision of the holy, holy, holy God in the temple. He immediately said, What a wretched state I am in! I'm lost! For I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have looked on the King, the Lord of hosts. Seeing how holy God was made him realize that he was a sinner. St. Peter, same thing. As soon as Jesus granted him this, this blessing of it, this miraculous catch, and he realized, wow, God is truly present. God is truly powerful. God is acting. What did he say straight away? Leave me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Those moments can be very blessed. Because when we see God, when we can almost grasp God, almost reach out and touch him, we realize that we're sinful. And that's a blessed realization. It's sometimes a bit difficult to realize that. But it's blessed. It's a sign of spiritual health to realize that we are sinners. I meet quite a lot of people who like to come to church, and they like to pray, But then I say to them, well, when was the last time you went to confession? And they say, I don't need confession, Father. Look at me, I don't sin. I don't sin. I'm not, you know. Why, Why would I go to confession? They even find it funny sometimes. These are people who come to church very often. 
Well, that's not a good sign. If we're not aware that we have, have committed sins, it's a bit of a bad sign. It's not a great sign of our spiritual health. Because when we truly know God, when we are truly opening our minds and our hearts to his presence, then we become aware that we're sinners, that we aren't always living up to the glory of God. To go back to that image of a train filling the whole sanctuary. It's the moment when we see the train that we realize that we, we're standing on it with muddy shoes. Imagine if you were at the royal wedding and you walked on Meghan Markle's train with your muddy shoes on while she was walking up the aisle and she got... You'd feel pretty embarrassed. That's what it's like when we see God's glory, when we see God's holiness. We're reminded that we don't always live up to it. We're not holy like he is. And that's a blessed realization because God wants to heal us. God wants to purify us. God longs to make us holy like he is holy. As soon as Isaiah has that moment when he realizes that he's in a wretched state and he confesses his sinfulness, God sends an angel to purify him. And as soon as St. Peter falls on his knees and says, leave me, Lord, I'm a sinful man, Jesus says, do not be afraid. When we have those moments when we see that we are sinful, they're a blessing because we can go to confession, we can be, we can be lifted up again and we can be made pure by God. God only shows us our sins because he wants to heal us. That's why he does it. Yes, it's a blessed realization. We pray that prayer that the angels were praying in the first reading every Sunday, every, every time we come to Mass. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God of hosts. Because at every Mass, we have one of those moments where God reveals his presence to us. Where God shows that he's present among us. He's present in our midst. So today in this Mass, let's offer our whole lives to him. All that we are. All that we do. Your work in particular, maybe. And so we can ask God in this Mass to reveal himself to us. To show himself to us. To pull back the curtain a little bit. Whether it is in our prayer whether it's in our work, in our day-to-day -day life, so that we can be made holy like he is holy. Amen.